Welcome to the Nerd Party. Want to be a part of the Nerd Party community? Don't forget to like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash the nerd party and follow us on Twitter at join nerd party. You can also help us by leaving a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts to help spread time and space to other listeners. If you want to contact us, visit thenerdparty.com slash contact, click on our show logo, and leave a comment for us there. Time and Space, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Gilfus. So. Happy holidays. <laughs> Season's greetings. That's right. <laughs> Mostly time and oregano. Glad tidings. Glad tidings. Comfort and joy. Woohoo! December. That's right. Well, it's the end of December, the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of new things coming in the new year, including new episodes of Doctor Who. This is not us telling people we're pregnant, is it? That's, that's what that sounds like. <laughs> Something better. Something The best better is to come. Yet to come. That's right. <laughs> we're not pregnant. No. I mean, I am. She's not. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Timey-wimey. <laughs> well, we're going to close out the year and the month. We've done our year-long celebration of the Doctors. Yes. Have you any things as you think about? We've done our 12 Doctors and a little bit of war in there, but yeah. No, that's just a thing that we did. I can't believe we've gotten all the way through all of them. That's right. and Learned a lot. Um, Definitely. And of course, uh, but thanks to the YouTube videos from Richard, um, who's done one through eight doctors and, and so, maybe close to finished with nine that's right so, so we looking forward to that yeah so definitely take time to review this as we go into the new year nice to do it once a year every year so speaking uh, of nine yes oh yes i got a book for christmas or boxing day or today Kwanzaa. it arrived in the mail today yes <laughs> god uh jessica got me christopher eccleston's i love the bones of you memoirs so look forward to reading that and that may be making an appearance in yes. the TARDIS library at some point. Exactly. But we're going to close out this month and this year with the 12th Doctor, of course, in this 12th month. And we're going to talk about the 12th Doctor's Christmas specials. Appropriately enough. And in our look into the TARDIS library, we'll be discussing the Big Finish production, Embrace the Darkness, starring the 8th Doctor and Charlie. But, darling, take us out with the 12th Doctor Christmas specials. Right. Well, shall we start with the first, which is also the last. <laughs> exactly. The first Christmas special with Doctor 12 mm -hmm. was Last Christmas. It was in 2014. And our synopsis is, 
Clara Oswald is in for one Christmas Eve that she's never going to forget. Reunited with the Twelfth Doctor, she faces what could possibly be her last Christmas. Something sinister lurks in an Arctic base at the North Pole, and it's beyond even the most terrible, nightmarish creatures the Doctor has faced before. Who you gonna call? Santa Claus. <laughs> so, um, as a reminder, this is the end of the at the end of the Twelfth Doctor's first series with Clara. So you had the death of Danny. And so, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of where the story is as far as the Doctor and Clara because they sort of uh, said goodbye to each other at the end of that with, um, I'm trying to remember how it happened, but anyway, you have that scene in the cafe or wherever they were where the Doctor said he found Gallifrey, he lied, and then she said, oh no, Danny's still alive, and she lied, and they left each other thinking they were making the other person free to pursue their own pursuits and it was all lies it was lies based on that and then so with last christmas you just have the doctor showing up i'm back and then they're back together adventuring on and we go from there so um let's highlight some of the actors Mm -hmm. nick frost is santa claus what did you think of nick frost nick frost is always fun i enjoyed this is my... I, mean, I didn't recognize him without Simon Pegg standing next to him. <laughs> True, so. yes. Uh, this is my least favorite of the four Christmas specials. There's that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Santa Claus and his elves. Right. Um, and that was that was fun and entertaining. And ha ha ha. Who is one of those elves? Oh, oh I, this is... You're going I, out of order, which is why I didn't mention anything. Mm-hmm. One of the elves is Dan Starkey. Better known as... Strax. Yes, Strax. And all of the... Yes, all the... All of his ilk. Yes, in fact, he says in the specials of the behind the scenes bit that this is his hat trick. This is the third Christmas special in a row Mm -hmm. because obviously the one before this was... Time of the the Doctor. Yeah, where they're in Christmas. The town of Christmas. The the town of Christmas, yep. And uh, the Santarans appear, so he was in there twice. twice. (laughs) Um, And then the one before that is the Snowman, where he plays Strax. Mm -hmm. And possibly one of my favorite episodes, because I do love the Paternoster gang. And Strax is terribly amusing. So he's amusing in this one as well, yes, with, without definitely. makeup. But yeah, we get to see his face, so you don't recognize him. I'll be honest, he looks a lot younger than I think I expected. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's true with a lot of the gang, because um, every time I see, uh, I know she has a real name that's escaping me for the moment, um, but every time I see Madame v- Vastra without makeup, she's much younger than I always think she is. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan Starkey has less of a potato head than I expect as well, Right. so there's that. Yeah. So, yeah. The magic of prosthetics. Indeed. Indeed. And then we get another person um, with a legacy as well, and that is Michael Troughton. Yes, who plays one of the people on the Arctic base. Yes. Um, The most unfortunate one of them all, ultimately. But, yes. So, uh, Patrick Troughton's son makes an appearance. And, again, in the specials, he talks about remembering being on set... Uh, with his dad, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Because we just saw recently um, a Third Doctor series with his brother, um, who played the prince. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, this is this is a family affair, yeah. this Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I would say 
I don't know. The reason you, why it's not your favorite, I, I agree it's not my favorite either. It's pretty, I'm not saying a Christmas special can't be terrifying, but I mean, this is obviously a scary monster Doctor Who episode, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's pretty on brand for Doctor Who. But as a Christmas special, they don't tend to usually go that direction with Christmas specials. Yes. Yeah. But this is pretty, you know, face crabs coming from the sky, you know, the ceiling, and they're pretty. Pretty scary, um, for the most part. Uh, you know, as, as much as Doctor Who can get, I suppose. And irredeemable. Yeah. Which, again, is something that I always struggle with, with the monsters. And so, you know, there's sort of the dream within a dream, inception kind of thing, which I, I suppose is interesting. Um, um, and as much as it is, I guess. I mean, I, I like the characters, you know, uh, Michael Troughton and the rest of the actors and actresses playing the sort of uh, stranded um, researchers or whatever. I think they're all very interesting characters, like Shauna dancing and the music playing and all that. And like you said, Nick Frost and the elves are, are very funny. Um, but just the, the core of the story, which is the monsters and the dreams and all that, it's just not very Christmassy. No, and the the dream within a dream within a dream within a dream, that to me gets old quickly. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because the the concept of it creeps me out a little bit mm-hmm. as a general rule, but uh, yeah. It's... And as an interesting where you're sort of in the story right away, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that technique, but I don't know if it just necessarily works versus if there's more of a build up. You know, usually in Doctor Who, they arrive at the station, and then you know, instead of just like monsters, you know, yeah. Uh, but presumably that happened because. Yeah. It was one of the dreams. Yeah. You know. And I do like the reveal at the end where everyone's in a different time and space mm. of who they are in real life. Yeah. But then again, then it goes yeah, back, Clara's old. Oh, wait. No, she's not. But of course, there was method to that mm-hmm. uh, backstage. It was a yeah. bit of a necessary... Yeah, I was reading that apparently the thoughts were that this could have been Clara's last appearance. Or actually maybe that she could have, you know, left or been in the last appearance. So this was sort of a, oh, we're keeping her. So Yeah, so they had to add, oh, this is just a dream too. And yeah. no, you're actually young. It is cool. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But what do you think of sort of, I mean, the dream within the dream, I think, is sort of the theme. But the larger theme of last Christmas, every Christmas is last Christmas, I guess. I guess, meaning, you know, obviously you should... Treasure every year and every gathering, but what do you think of... Because I think that's sort of trying to be the Doctor and the Clara relationship, right? Because, you know, when you go into the future and then, oh, she's lived this life and he didn't come back, but she's, you know, they're so glad to see each other. I don't know, what do you sort of think of them trying to do this? It's like like Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers all over again. Yeah. Well, speaking of things all over again, not to nitpick, but I think that's what I'm doing. The part where the Doctor has old Clara Clara, um, with the cracker... It's exactly what Clara did to the 11th Doctor in the last Christmas special when he was old Doctor. Because remember, she brought the Christmas cracker from home. They opened it, and it was the poem. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah. she had to, you know, open it. And so you have the 12th Doctor now. And I suppose maybe that's a, you know, illusion or whatever. I just thought, like, oh, I've seen this already. Yeah. So. Yeah. And also, we're a little sick of Christmas crackers at this point in, in our, in our us seasonal. Personally. Yes, us, us personally. personally yes, just because we do it every year with Christmas Carol. Um, the show, not the Christmas special. <laughs> There's a lot of things you got to explain. Which, was star- which starred Rosa Parks. There's so many places to go with this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Yep. A year later, fittingly. Yes. At which point we do The Husbands of River Song, 2015. The synopsis. Do you want to read sure. this one, my love? The 12th Doctor is on the planet 
Mandorax Delora in 5343, where he is asked by a man named Nardal to follow him, thinking he is a surgeon on the orders of River Song. A surgeon is required to remove a diamond from the head of the tyrannical King Hydroflax, and he became lodged there due to a ruthless act of thievery gone wrong, and River seeks to recover it. Surprised that River cannot identify his newest face, the doctor struggles to break the news to her while learning how she acts on her own and how many other lovers she has had. However, both he and River soon find that the time is drawing close for the last page in the diary of their journeys together to be written. So what do you think of this uh, continuing and closing story of River Song? This is my penultimate favorite <coughs> for Twelfth Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is number two on my list, if number one is the very best. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mainly because I just always love River Song. She's always going to be interesting. Right. And I remember seeing this later, because I had seen the Twelfth Doctor's first series live, you know, as it aired. But I gave up on Doctor Who, <laughs> in, or with the Twelfth Doctor, I sort of gave up. And so I didn't watch the subsequent series or this or this. And so then at some point... I don't know if it was 2016 or 2017. I don't know. I had to catch up on everything. So I'm like, I don't know. Let me let me see what's going on in Doctor Who world because maybe it's gotten better or something. I don't know if if I had, if that was after Bill was cast or whatever. So I had to do a lot of catching up. Mm-hmm. And so I remember the first time I watched this one, I was like, okay. And that's all right. There's a lot of stuff. Ending's all right. But eh. but I don't know. Rewatching it, I liked it better. Um, mm-hmm. In subsequent rewatchings. Um I remember watching something with Moffat once saying, you know, eh, people may or may not like this, but I like it because the story of um, two people not knowing how to tell the other person how they feel or all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I think I've liked it better um, as I've rewatched it. Yeah. And like I say, <clears throat> I always love River Song. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm always overjoyed when she shows up. Um, and I do. I like the, the idea that, you know, she gives all of these grand speeches about her love for the doctor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like loving the sun. You don't expect the sun to love you back. And, mm-hmm. and, and him being able to hear those things. And he never, there's never a declaration right. on his part, which again, I think is kind of important. Mm-hmm. I'm not a hundred percent sure why I think it's important that he not give himself completely over to love. I don't know. Yeah. But, because I think... Maybe because that's not what I want the Doctor to be. A rom-com. Right. And this is not that. Even even in this moment, it's not a rom-com. Because he's more... I mean, it's it's sort of played for the comedy that he's jealous just for the sake of being jealous. You know, not necessarily showing in the beginning or throughout the, that there's any necessarily feeling behind it. He's not like, oh, I, I love you. It's more that, why? what do I mean other husbands? I thought that was the only what's what's going on here and and I mean I really like the story of what is what is River up to when the doctor's not around and obviously mm. she's a little bit uh, different <laughs> because she doesn't have to behave because you know dad's around. I also around. love the idea that she steals the TARDIS on a regular basis <laughs> and he never notices. He'll notice he's never has before. <laughs> I think he'll notice now. <laughs> yep, I think that's fantastic. Um, and again, I just want to see that spinoff. <laughs> and just enjoy seeing the Doctor, as played by Peter Capaldi, playing the companion. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with her, you know, she's doing the TARDIS controls and, you know, 
she he, she says she's doing it wrong, but then he she, she tells him what the buttons actually do, and he's like, oh, I guess I'll have to not to do that in the future. Yeah, <laughs> never go to the seventh floor, whatever it is. And yeah. I do like, again, you know, the more you watch, the more you catch it. Because, you know, I think maybe the second or third time, it's like, well, you know, she really should know that it's the doctor. I mean, suss it out a little bit. But I think she's so locked in to these are the, well, I forget how many are there. Twelve, yeah. Well, the counting the war doctor. So. Yeah. Twelve, you're right. Yeah, there are twelve faces because the war doctor. So. Um, and because she has a little cutout or whatever she has. And she actually says, you know, there are rules or there are limits or whatever. So mm. she she knows about the limit, but she doesn't know that the, you know, Time Lords gave him an extra. Um, so I think that's that explains it, you know. And, uh, yes, and then she's he, not he, expecting a new face <clears throat> because she assumes that mm. all the new faces are done. Yeah, and, and he does explain, you know that things have changed. And, but I do like talking about where you're, there's no declaration. I think, and you, it, it leaves it up to the viewer about what the doctor, whether it's this, this doctor or the doctor uh, feels about river. Cause you know, we've talked about 11 and river, um, how, how they are as a couple, but that point at the end where he takes a really long way to say, you know, sometimes when you least expect it, but when you most need it, you get a song talking about river song. Um, so what about, um, speaking of, uh, comedians and Christmas specials, Mm -hmm. we have the introduction of Nardal. Yes. Played by Matt Lucas. Yes. What do you think of Matt's? I mean, I, I, I like Matt Lucas and I like Nardal, so, Mm -hmm. uh, this is, this is nice. And I think, you know, Matt Lucas's comedy tends to be quite broad, looking mm -hmm. at things like Little Britain. And Nardal is much more understated. He's much more reactionary. Yes. Um, and so I really am quite fond of Nardal in, for that reason. Um, and, of course, watching it knowing he's going to return is, is delightful. Because he's almost a tertiary character in this. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greg Davies, another comedian. Yep. Playing the bad guy. Yep. I think it's interesting they keep going to that well for Christmas specials. I mean, no complaints so far. Uh, Nick Frost, you know, saying it. I think it's but. just an opportunity to bring in interesting guest stars, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to do Doctor Who, mm-hmm. you know. So, although, is Stephen Fry going to be in the New Year's special? Is that? Yes. Oh, so there you go. They're mm-hmm. going to carry that on. Sure. Everybody, I'm telling you, everybody wants to do Doctor <laughs> Who. And I think the funny thing about Greg, who I mean, I think he gives a you know fine performance. It's it's comedic without being comedic. Yes, because I mean, of course, villains. If if you want to play over the top, there can be comedic. Yes, um, and that's sort of what this is, right? And I don't, I don't think he necessarily is doing anything comedic, other than he's a head in a bag. So there's that. Yes, it's it's built in. But I think what makes it funnier is if you know how big, large. Greg Davies is mm. and imagining having to fit into all these things in order to be ahead. Um, I think that makes it even funnier about how, having to cut the hole in the TARDIS console so he can fit through or, yeah. or whatever else. And then they continue uh, with every Christmas's last Christmas mm-hmm. as a line. Yep, little throwback. When necessary, or did you like, ugh? Eh, I mean, you know, as a sentiment. Right. Um, it is very sentimental. It just seemed a little forced to me. Mm. I mean, it's an odd phrase, I guess, is what I get. I mean, unless you're going for the song reference. Whamageddon, anybody? Yeah, I guess. Well, because in other words, at first blush, every Christmas, last Christmas is quite depressing. Yeah. We could all die tomorrow. I mean, 
okay. I mean, yeah. I, I it also sort of trivializes the well, yeah, but every Boxing Day is <laughs> last the last Boxing, boxing day. day, and every twenty seventh of December, and and for me in particular, and maybe it's just mm-hmm. this year because I have not been visited by the Christmas spirit in any way, shape, or form this year. All I wanted to do was sleep. No, you said those three ghosts came. <laughs> no, yeah, they did, okay. but but they did not fill me with Christmas spirit. Oh, okay. All I wanted to do was sleep and sit on the sofa, and I couldn't do that. Things were too busy. It was too hectic. Never had a, a chance. Uh, you know, I think we talked last time about not even putting a tree up this year. It just, it was too much. It was too much this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me... Every Christmas could be your last Christmas. And I'm like, bah humbug. (laughs) So, you know, let's focus on other days too. Let's not put so much pressure on this day. I can't take it. (laughs) That's, that was all in my. Yeah. That might just be me though. (laughs) I did see a, uh, I don't know if you saw this on Facebook. Someone had put up, I guess, you know, someone couldn't be bothered either. So their house decoration for their house was a Grinch figure with one string of lights. So that he was. Pulling the lights down. Oh, nice. And so that, that, that was their excuse, was that they had <laughs> put everything lights, up. But the Grinch had, the Grinch had taken it all. Yes. That's fantastic. No, I hadn't seen that. I like that. Um, Next year. Exactly. And no one will see it, because we live in the middle of nowhere. That's true. Um, all two stories. Yep. Um, but I, obviously, I do love that last scene um, with the sentimental doctor. Uh, but, I mean, of course, the whole thing is that how they're alluding to throughout the episode that river's at the end of her diary because as we saw in sort of the behind the scenes we were watching on our blu-ray you know alex has said goodbye to this character several times at this point um and and i don't i don't think it's bad they brought her back because you could say oh we've said goodbye um i want her back i want her back every time yeah i don't think it i mean in in my opinion i don't think any time they brought her back has been overused as far as endings so like you know uh, name of the doctor when she was just sort of mysterious ghost, that was yeah. fine. And, you know, because she was just not crazily used. But she was, you know. Yeah. Had a purpose this time. Has a purpose. Does great things. It's fun. Um, and then, of course, the last scene where you sort of fulfill, you know, what was said in the library. You showed up with a haircut and a new suit and you gave me a Sonic and all that. Yeah. So, but, yeah, and then you get the 24 years as your last night. Yep. So, takes us to another year. Yep. 2016. The, the Return of Dr. Mysterio. The synopsis for this is, The Doctor once more faces off with an alien species that wishes to conquer the planet. Shoal of the Winter Harmony. This time, he has more backup than usual. However, this help was has a little twist to it. It's a ho- superhero called The Ghost. The Ghost. That was a weird name, but Yeah, it fine. is a weird name. This one, I remember watching. This was the, you know, of course we can complain now. In uh, 2019, we had zero Doctor Who. Well, in 2016, this was the only Doctor Who. Uh, it was just one Christmas special, so I guess it's better than zero, right? <laughs> but, you know, and that's, I don't know. I always feel like, I mean, and there's a million things going on. I know to make a TV series, or one assumes. But I just feel like it does cheat the Doctor. You know, even though Peter Capaldi in the 12th may not always be rated as my highest one, you know, still give me the opportunity. Yeah. You know, give him the opportunity. Um, and so that he's lost this year. Yeah, I'm interested in t- in what goes into making those decisions. Right. Like, why? Yeah. Why do, 
like with Jody, thirteen yeah. episodes and then disappear for a year. Yeah. What what behind the scenes thing are they battling with yeah. to make that a thing? Yeah, and I don't I don't know the answer to that. Um, and I'd be interested in knowing the answer to that. Because I I don't know. I mean, I, we're saying it from an audience fan perspective, obviously, which is different from the production and money and all those things that make the world go round. But it just I think loses your uh, momentum for the character and the story and all that. And so, you know, whether people are thought 13 stories were great or not great, you're, she's established the character, the universe. Like, you know, if you liked it, then you want more. If you didn't like it, well, there's an opportunity to redeem. Give, redeem. But now it's just like a year and then you will give to start all over again. And yeah. So, you know. And it, I, I don't necessarily see it as budget because this last one with the 13th Doctor was relatively decent-sized budget, although it could be, you know, right, we can budget it for 2018, we can't budget <laughs> it for 2019, we can budget it again. Or is it getting the stories written, or, you know, what what goes into it? I just, I don't know, maybe is it availability of every... Oh, Chris Chibnall had another project that he was locked into working on, or Jody had another project that she was locked into. What What is it that... So I'm just thinking from behind the scenes, I mean, as, now again, I don't know, I'm, I don't I have no idea how it, these things work, but I would just imagine, at least from an American standpoint, you're in a series, and obviously you have to wait to hear whether it's going to get renewed in America or whatever, but you're sort of blocked your time, like, yeah. I'm moving to LA, <laughs> you know, I bought a house, this is what I'm doing, it's locked in, you know. Whereas with Doctor Who, I mean, like, so Jody, how does she plan her calendar? Mm. Like... So I'd be looking for other jobs for another year, or can you? I don't even know because I don't know if they have, they have contracts uh, yeah, with BBC. Yeah, that was or the other thing. Tazen, you know, what are they people doing? Just sitting yeah. on their thumbs mm -hmm. because they're locked into a contract. But yeah. what what does that look like? They got to make a living too. Yeah, yeah, um, especially the newbies. Yeah, you know, presumably Jody is doing okay, and Bradley are, is doing okay, but yeah. the newbies who are yeah. just making a start. What are they doing with their time? Exactly. So I don't know. We're working. We have questions. We yeah. have a lot of questions. But, anyways, but anyway, yeah. superheroes. <laughs> superheroes. So the return of Nardal. Yes. As a, I don't know, because I don't know if they had locked him in as the future companion, but at least he's the companion for this story. Yeah. So what do you think of Nardal returning again? As now promoted to full time companion, at least for this story. Yeah, although still felt a little tertiary. Right. Because really, the ghost slash Lucy. Well, Grant, Grant, the ghost yeah. slash Grant, is, the your, is your proper companion. Mm -hmm. um, so he still felt a little bit tertiary, but it was nice to see him again. Um, and yeah, I don't know if they had him locked in for the season, or mm -hmm. but I like it. Yeah. Um, and he provides, you know, information. Information. That, that the doctor himself is not necessarily going to provide. So, yeah. Served a purpose. Served a purpose. What did you think of the story in of itself? Of the first time I saw it, I wasn't crazy about it. This time, I liked it better. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's an interesting idea, um, and it's very—it's not at all villain-driven. Correct. Yeah, it's very the Grant and the yeah. superhero and grows and, to the and love Lucy story. And, yeah, yeah. The, and does she recognize him with his glasses off? You mm -hmm. know, the 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 typical stereotypical st superhero trope mm -hmm. that made it enjoyable to me. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't about the bad guys. The bad guys are dispatched fairly easily. There mm -hmm. is that creepy "Hey, the brains have eyes" thing, um, and "Hey, they bleed blue." Say that four times fast. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they also have this similar zipper faces that the guys from Husbands, uh, Husbands of River Song had. So, yeah. uh, but there, th- that connection is never really made. This is not about the villains mm-hmm. at all, and that's always fun for me because you know, again, I don't like the irredeemable villains. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because to me, I don't know, and I feel like it's an insult. But it's sort of a fluff story. Yeah. Not a lot to it. Yeah. And that, to me, is not an insult. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's Christmas. You don't want things. Yeah. yeah. And they tend to be fun little standalones anyway. Right. Um, and, yeah, I kind of prefer the ones without the angst. I loved the Paternoster gang and that story, but it had a lot of angst in it. You know, mm-hmm. the Doctor's really sad, and there are crazy snowmen, and... and Harpy... Some- icy housekeeper yeah it, there's there's angst there mm-hmm. but i like the fluffy bits of it when mm-hmm. you know you've got the time forgetting worm thing and all of that mm-hmm. and so yeah and i liked you know one of the ones that i always think about is the one with the world war Two pilot oh yes um the widow wardrobe and the whatever yes and you know that's there there is some angst there but it's still quite fluffy and mm-hmm. there aren't really bad guys and because i think with that one there's a sadness to it but i think it's a, of the period i mean it's yes there's yeah. a war going on everyone's yeah. sad but i said but within that sadness can you still have a story and so i think that's more of the atmosphere of the sadness yeah and the tree things aren't bad guys right. and yeah so those are the ones that i enjoy again once again sticking true to form the ones that are a little more fantasy based than mm-hmm. Sciency based. Yeah, because with this one, I mean, I get Moffat was getting his superhero on. I think with the last Christmas, you know, I not like I hate it, but don't enjoy like it as much. This one is just sort of neutral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This one falls yeah. as number three on my list. Yeah, but I think. <laughs> but it's not too far behind number two. I think four. I think last Christmas sort of. Yeah. I just don't particularly enjoy that one. No, thank you. But this one, I, I think that sort of, in as much as uh, Moffat's trying to. Create the continuity um, with other Christmas specials. I mean, I'm sure he's trying to do it that it's his whole series, but this one sort of because the last thing before was husbands. You sort of do have the post River Song Doctor. That, you know, this is coming right after the husbands. Well, and the idea <clears throat> that he had been to see Grant as a, yeah twenty four years before, and uh-huh. when he realizes that it's been twenty four years since he last saw him, because be. yes. he's been with River Song all that time, mm-hmm. you get that moment, and that's really nice as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, post River, because you get Nardle sort of giving the summary in case you missed it, and then you have that sort of last little mini speech that the Doctor gives. Everything ends, and it's always sad, but it begins again. That's always happy, and then. You sort of have um, the character moment for the doctor being sad, but Nardle saying, "Ah, he'll he'll be fine." <laughs> and the squeaky toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was all right. Anything yep. else about Doctor Mysterio? Nope, like it. All right, stick with it. Let us go to not only the last Christmas special, but the last outing of Peter Capaldi as the Twelfth Doctor with Twice Upon a Time in 2017 Christmas Day. The synopsis for this one is, as the Doctor nears regeneration, he stumbles on his original self, also refusing to change. It takes a captain, a glass avatar, and a familiar face to convince the Doctors the universe still needs them. David Bradley is the first Doctor. 
So what do you, what do you think of the Doctor? This one's my favorite. Mm-hmm. What do I think of David Bradley as the first Doctor? Mm-hmm. I love him. He's grumpy like he's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really enjoy David Bradley anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that David Bradley as the third first Doctor is fantastic. Right. I mean, I just think it was just, uh, I mean, I don't know how the, the planning or casting or whatever worked, you know, because you'd already had an adventure in space and time during the 50th. The, the 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 documentary right the, yeah the yeah. docudrama i guess docudrama you know years earlier and so it was like so he wasn't really yeah at that point he wasn't playing the first doctor he was playing william hartnell playing right. the first doctor right so, yeah just to clarify sorry Carry exactly on. exactly but that had been sorry i was trying to do math my head which was hard four years earlier at least in you know i don't know when production actually happens but it's at least airing order was four years ago prior to this but then to go be like first doctor first doctor who could play the first doctor well we have a game now and so i mean i just think that's very interesting well and then the question becomes did they come up with this idea first Mm -hmm. oh we could have the first doctor oh speaking of which we already know who can play it (laughs) or was it you know david uh david uh i've lost his name sorry david bradley played a really good william hartnell how can we use that for this episode? You know, did it come, hey, I want to have the first Doctor in this? Or was it, hey, David Bradley was good. We could have a first Doctor. How could we make that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, either way, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the, I do like how, even though this isn't like an anniversary or anything, though, you know, it's a Christmas special. It's Peter's last outing. So it can be a little, you know, special over the top in a good way. Of starting with, you know, however the screen says, you know, 704 episodes before mm. previously on Doctor Who um, with the old black and white footage of from the 10th planet and then morphing into David Bradley. Um, and uh, I was reading something and I didn't, wouldn't notice it because at the end of the ep- previous episode of the 12th Doctor, you know, when he first encounters the first Doctor, they actually did the scene differently in homage to classic Doctor Who where you'd have the um, cliffhanger which they would break and film next episode so it would be slightly different because oh that's interesting <laughs> oh that's cool so they, yeah. you know, they don't necessarily do the same lines or you know it's just you know uh, it's close enough so anyway I thought I, I mean, do love a good homage exactly it's ever changing but I don't know if that's necessarily a criticism though maybe it is uh, we get another explanation of why the doctor left Gallifrey. You know, we've gotten because I was bored. We've gotten because he was scared of the hybrid. And now we have a third explanation um, where Bill asks the doctor. And he's, she says, well, what were you running from? What were you running to? And he's basically trying to see um, why good seems to win over evil. But I don't know necessarily that that's an entirely new... I have a feeling that if we ever find out, or maybe a hope, because, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows who's going to tell that story. Um, My hope is that all of those are true in some way, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it will all sort of come together. Holistically. Holistically, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my hope. And then... um... We get the uh, first Doctor's regeneration, which, you know, is short, but nevertheless, I still liked seeing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets his own little goodbye music from Murray Gold, um, and then we see him regenerate into Patrick Trotton. Um, anything else about the first Doctor's 
I don't know. I don't, again, just a, you know, whatever. Sexism may have been a little far, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but anything else about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it, I sort of feel like it was a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh, um, again, paying a dubious homage to Bill Hartnell. To Bill Hartnell, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Now, a sort of uh, it all comes together. Of course, the person who wrote an adventure in space and time. Mark Gattis, who has greatly improved his writing skills (laughs) since the first thing we saw him do with Doctor Who. Yes. Which was bad. With Doctor Who characters. Yes, yes. Strictly speaking, Doctor Who. It was Doctor... (laughs) Hmm? <laughs> but for Mark, copyright purposes. That's right. But Mark Gaddis plays the captain. In yes. This. And of course, I love Mark Gaddis. I mm-hmm. think he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Of course, we learn is Lethridge Stewart. Yes. Grandpa. Yeah. And obviously, the. Or. Yep. Great, great grandpa. Grandpa, I guess. I, I mean, know. grandpa to. Oh, oh, the brigadier. The brigadier. But you're talking about Kate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great grandpa I mean, to Kate. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yes. Great, great grandpa? <laughs> is Kate. Yes, the Brigadier's daughter. It is daughter, okay. Yes. I wasn't sure if it was granddaughter. No. Uh, yeah, so fun. And, and you know, again, those are all sort of little nods that I enjoy, mm-hmm. you know. In in the same way that I enjoy the fact that David Tennant is married to Georgia Tennant, who is the daughter of <laughs> Peter Davison. Yeah, um, I enjoy these little nods to the family aspect of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's fun. Yeah, and I like those nice little twists. Yeah, I like the whole Christmas armistice because, and we've probably talked about it before, but the very well, of course, that's German too. I was gonna say very unique British in history, but mm. the Germans were there too. Characters, so we get the return of Bill. Yes. <sighs> yeah, so we thought we had, might have said goodbye to her already with her quote-unquote death, and but yeah. with every regeneration comes the responsibility return of oh. casting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can say proper goodbye. Right. And, uh, that was nice. That was nice. Speaking of uh, cameo goodbyes, Nardle returns to say his goodbye. Yep. With his invisible hair. Uh-huh. And then we get a Clara appearance. Yep. Which is fine. He gets his memories restored. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, bless. Uh, and Rusty. Yay. Yeah, Rusty the Dalek. Yay. Which, I don't know what that is in my, the children's book. My favorite Dalek. My favorite. Rusty oh, the Dalek. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Also, a character that you haven't mentioned in your mm-hmm. timeline, in your outline, the German soldier. That's right, Toby Whithouse, if I'm saying his name correctly, Doctor Who writer, um, got to play Gets role. Gets to make a cameo, mm-hmm. yeah, which, I th- again, I think is nice. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a nice place to be, mm-hmm. yeah. the Doctor Who world. And then we get... Peter's last appearance and regeneration. Yep. What do you so? What do you think? I mean, you know, throughout all of this, what do you think of Twelfth Doctor's last outing and him at the end? I think he went out with a huge bang. I mean, in my mind, this is the biggest regeneration story. I think so too. I, I know you could you people. Well, I'll say me. I don't know people. You can often go to the Tenth Doctor's last hurrah, and even though his was longer, as far as the dramatics. Of the regeneration. Goodbyes of everybody. I think that scene with Peter alone does it all. Um, mm. Or it's better. It's better. That's what I'm saying. It's better. But yeah, anyway, and but, I love the 10th Doctor's. That's a better doctors. story, too. I, I think the 10th Doctor's jaunt back through to say goodbye to everybody is gorgeous. And I mm. absolutely adore it. This one is better, right. in my mind. Even um, just as a story in and of itself. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is a two-parter, by the way. Yeah, because, of course, it could have stood alone with nothing to do with regeneration. Mm-hmm. All of this could have still been in that. So, yeah, he doesn't get as much of a going back through history and seeing all the people he's touched, wink, the story and the coming to terms. And, yeah, best best regeneration story. Yeah, and I do like the, the first Doctor was refusing to regenerate. We got the 12th Doctor refusing to regenerate. Both for different reasons, or maybe the same reason about fear and tiredness and weariness and all that. And the Twelfth Doctor with the battlefield as the illustration and all that, saying goodbye. And and then and then his final regeneration and his final speech to his uh, successor. Mm-hmm. Be kind. Oh. Always be kind. And then we get the Thirteenth Doctor. Oh, brilliant. Dun, dun, dun. Indeed. Yeah. And then this is the end of an era for a lot. So, you know, this is Peter's final time. Um, but for a lot of time, this is Stephen Moffat's last moment as show writer of Doctor Who, as Chris Chibnall would be next with the 13th Doctor. Um, Murray Gold, who has been, um, I don't know what's the right word, composing Doctor Who since its resurrection with the 9th Doctor and Russell uh, T. Davies. This, this is his last goodbye. Um we would get a new composer with the Chimnal Whitaker era. And so uh, this is sort of an end for a lot of things for New Who and Doctor Who. So um, what are your final thoughts in this 12th month on the 12th Doctor? I'm mostly sad to see Murray Gold go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know. Just some iconic music. Just so. And I mean, I always, you know, with Doctor Who, obviously it's all about change and, and new directions, but... You know, I think my critique of the current composer, it's definitely is unique to the era. But Murray, I think, has composed different pieces where you you can listen to it and you're like, oh, that's from this episode or this moment. Because, I mean, they're all about emotional moments. And so even when he'll reuse stuff, so, like, you know, you have... The, the thematic yeah, Clara's so song. Yeah, and... yeah, each one having a song. And then, like, with the 12th Doctor, you're saying goodbye. That's from Breaking the glass or whatever so you know reusing songs with iconic moments but like for the new composer just to me it all sounds the same that's to me you can disagree obviously um so i just wish there was more definite stuff like oh well that's from Mm -hmm. this episode or this but i can't it all sounds the same to me yeah so but anyway yeah very gold all right all change all change yeah so have we uh improved or or stayed the same your opinion on the capaldi era Oh, I mean, I think that Capaldi definitely gets better every year. Mm-hmm. His last series was definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and his last Christmas episode was definitely my favorite. So by the time you get to that point, I'm feeling very 10th Doctor, you know. I don't want him to go. <laughs> That's right. Because, uh, you know, I feel like he finally hit, and the writers finally figured out what to do with it. I think it's... You know, none of the writers of this era had written for an older doctor, mm-hmm. and so I am younger. <laughs> I think it, I think it took him a little. I, I think it took a while to to get a groove with Capaldi. Because um, the subtle things too about the wardrobe change. You know, even though he's still in magi- his magician's gear for this episode, but the the uh, the hoodie and the guitar and the t shirt. You know, kind of creating that as the 12th Doctor character. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it took a while, and just as they were hitting their stride, it was time to move on, which Mm. the British are famous for 
doing well in television, go out on a high. Well, as we said, that was the end of 12 and the beginning of 13. Um, but before we continue to move on, let's go into the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. So for this section, we're going to be talking about Embrace the Darkness, a big finished production of The Eighth Doctor. Premiered in June of 2002. Mm -hmm. The synopsis for this, darling. The Doctor and Charlie travel to the remote Sumerian system to unravel the mystery of its sun. But darkness has already embraced the scientific base on Sumeria 4 in more ways than one. In a fight for survival, the Doctor must use all of his wits against a deadly artificial life form and an ancient race whose return to the Sumerian system threatens suffering and death on an apocalyptic scale. So we listened to this as we were traveling to and from uh, relatives on Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. You know, as I was reading Doctor Who magazine, um, and obviously Big Finish is always pumping out more titles. I always wonder, when do people listen to these things? Because I'm like, we need a, a nice proper you know, road trip to get these things down. I don't know. Yeah, to catch up, you mean? Yeah. We're still hanging out in 2002. <laughs> but I don't know when other people listen to Big Finish. Like, what, what is, that, is that how you do it? Well, if you think about, if you were listening to them alone, yeah. you could listen to them on your commute. Right. Um, so presumably that's the but way a lot of people... do. Yeah. Treat it like a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or just like a television show that they listen to. Yeah, because I don't, also don't get the... I mean, because I, I literally just don't get it because I, I, it's not part of... But, like, when you get stuff on vinyl, I'm like, do you, so you just listen to it? And Which, I mean, I guess is fine. Proper old school, like you're listening to the radio. I guess. I just... Yeah. You just That's just not a thing we do. It's not a thing we do. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you, you know... Cause, but people do. Okay. I mean, shoot, even British people still listen to The Archers. So, like the longest running radio show in the world, or I don't know if it's in the world, but mm -hmm. yeah, so it's a radio show that people still listen to. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. Um. So, what did you think of this doc Eighth Doctor adventure? Yeah, I liked it. I kept hearing Sumerian, S U M E R I A N, and and because it was an ancient civilization, and I was like, okay, I'm getting by, you know. And then at one point they spell it, and I'm like, oh, that's not. And I don't know if that's intentional. If it's just sort of a nod to another ancient civilization or what. But. And I don't know if it's an accent or something, but at some point I heard Solarian. And I thought, that's a weird way to say Solarians. Yes. But then yeah. I thought, oh, Solar, like the, the sun. sun. Oh, clever. Because yeah. it's all about the sun and this yeah. adventure. I liked this one again because the bad guys aren't bad guys. Yeah. None of them. A little messy ending, but yeah, yeah. Yes, and and I don't feel like, like, the ending was basically, oh, they are us. Moving along. Yeah. You know, there's no explanation. They were like, oh, people are still alive down there? They're the people we left. We should go see them. And then they, we don't get any of that. So, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of downtime in the middle that could have been used to explore that in more detail. Yeah, and... um yeah, because with the for folks who haven't listened to it, as we spoil everything, um, mm -hmm. but you know you have the people losing their eyesight painfully, which is not good, um, and then I guess getting it back again. Not just well, losing their eyes. Yeah, yes. losing their eyes, yes. like they're vanished. Yes, or something. Um, particles 
That's particles. It. Yeah, particles. Yeah. It's all particles. Nanoparticles. Uh, something. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit horrific. And then Charlie gets like half particle-eyed out. Um, but I thought it was interesting in some respects. I like having, and I forget the name, but having the AI, the robot, whatever mm, you want to call it. The, yeah. the security droid, whatever you want to Jarvis. call it. Jarvis. Yeah, as, as sort of the uh, <laughs> uh, antagonist might be taking it too far. I mean, theoretically, he was one of the good guys, but just, uh, you know. Very literal. I, 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 what's to the get chart? Into... Chaotic yes, neutral or something? Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, he also, he'd be helpful and then not helpful at times. Um, so I thought, he, I think it's interesting to have that kind of a character. I thought that was unique. Yes. Um, yeah. And almost a companion. Right. And then, you know, Charlie is a companion often does making friends with the natives. Um, Not friends might be a, yes. Well, no, she does make friends with the Sumerian, with the guys, with the, but uh, yeah, Sumerians. yeah. And the then, vampire lady. Yeah. The, the woman in charge of the, uh, what were they? Not researchers. They were sort of. Putting, they were know. trying to figure out how to make turn the sun back on. Yeah, they're more of a you know. I mean, I'm trying to think of a better word than manual labor, but yeah, you know, that's what they were. Doing. Yeah, you know, install the installation crew. That's a better way to say that. Um, and so yeah, it, it was. They were all a good use of different characters. I thought the two guys to me blended together. I mean, one was going crazy, and the other one was the not going crazy guy, and so. But yeah, the end, you know, we go through all this with the, the people, are, the, the, the evil monsters are stealing our eyes and like, oh, maybe they're not evil monsters or maybe they're, there's one's a baby and, you know, all this. And, and then you have the, the robot kind of going crazy on you or, or not going crazy. And I, I like that. I kept things moving along. But the end where it's like, oh, no, we the doctor accidentally turned everything on and now the bad guys, the ancient bad guys. The are coming. other bad, new bad guys yes. are coming. And then, and then it's like, oh, they're coming. They're co- oh, they're here. Oh, it's fine. They're they're good. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, good, good, good on that one. Then. Yeah. Yeah. That that the ending felt a little abrupt. Yes. So. And I was comfortable that with them being good guys, yeah. I I loved the idea, but then it wasn't followed through <laughs> at all. It was just moving on. What do you What do you think of this? season if you want to think of it that way of, i'm ready to find out this whole charlie thing yeah there's i'll go ahead i mean just because i was doing it there's two more episodes left in this season so there's time of the daleks which is our next one apparently it's shakespeare oh, um fun. and then there's one after that i forgot i've already forgotten the name yeah um, okay. yeah but they keep alluding to this charlie being pulled out of time not dying on the not hindenburg yes the airship. Yeah. R or something. Yep. R. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. But the fact that she didn't die on that ripped something. And so every time they go into a new adventure, they're like, ooh, are we in this position because we ripped Charlie out of time and space? Yeah. We don't. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. But something's coming. You know, it just. I'm sick of the. Yeah. Cause, partially because it feels heavy handed. Right. Well, it also solve it. They have to crowbar <laughs> mentions of yeah, and then and was it the end of this one or the end of the one? No, it was the end of the, the prior uh, one. The prior seasons one. of fear. Yeah, that like all of a sudden, Ghost Charlie Evil shows yeah. up. Yes, and they didn't touch on that at all in this no. one. So yeah, I'm just yeah. Let's just sort sort it out. Yeah. yeah. We don't mind a, a slight teasing, but you know. Yeah, on. but don't. It Time is feels, money, people. Yeah, and it just feels really <laughs> heavy-handed. Especially, and again, I don't know. 
Because I wonder, I mean, Big Finish has to think about this. I mean, obviously they do. You know, how does the audience consume this? And so I'm one, of course, this is from 2002, so this is obviously more than a decade ago. But anyway, when you're writing, when you're producing these, you know, what's the thought of like how long can you keep an audience engaged? How are they engaged and all that Mm. stuff? Whereas with the tally, you know, we have X number of episodes for X week, so. So, like, for Chris Chibnall, I have 10 episodes in season 12. If I'm doing a serial, that's how long it'll last. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what my arc needs to look like. Yeah. Um, but with these, because this one is, what, approximately two hours um, for this episode. So, you know. Mm. These, these can be lengthy at times. Um, not necessarily in a bad way, though. Sometimes Not, not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. It was more classic than New Who. Yeah. Although, again, this one I, I enjoyed. Yeah. Of course, it makes sense that it's more classic than New Who, because yeah. New Who didn't exist it, yet. No, not yet. So yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. as we listen to stuff produced post. When it post. catches up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we get... We, we yeah, yeah, we've listened to Class, which is coming out with a new season. Yeah, that's true. Um, we've listened Boxer. to yeah. um, Jack... River. Captain Jack, River. Um, and as a general rule, I would say they tend to move a little faster. Yeah. They tend to arc out and come back together, mm-hmm. whereas this was an entire two-hour episode in 20 or 25-minute increments, like Old Who. Mm-hmm. Um, the others sort of have 25-minute episodes that ultimately sort of arc together. Mm-hmm. Oh. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if that also happens with the Doctor Who characters, not just the spinoff. Yeah, and then it's... As you say, as I was looking at Doctor Who magazine, I think our next River Song volume is four. I think they're out with seven now. I'm like, ugh, boy, you people. Yay, I love River. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, don't worry. There's lots to do. Like we have already already downloaded the second Captain Jack one. Yay! So anyway, excellent. Lots of big dialogue. Right. When are we going to start our road trip? <laughs> I guess. Well, we don't have a big trip planned until September, and that's going to be on an aeroplane. Yeah. We could have the two head. Oh no, we have no, we have the thing now. Yeah, we do. Got sure. that for you for Christmas last year. Yeah, something. So yeah, cool. Yep. So what are we talking about next week, darling? Obviously, next week we're talking about the newest Doctor Who episode, Thirteen Returns, with Spyfall. All right, and we'll be talking about parts one and two because, of course, part one comes out on New Year's Day. Perhaps when you're listening to this now, and then part two comes out that subsequent Sunday. So we'll be reviewing parts one and two together, um, and we'll enjoy this new journey and new series of Doctor Who. Yay! The 13th Doctor. Well, thanks as always to Wally and the Solonauts for providing us with their jazz Doctor Who theme tune. And until next week, enjoy the Doctor's many adventures throughout time time and and space. This is BBC Television.